1: summer I
2: might have drowned, but I held my breath and I kicked my feet and I moved my arms around, Move my arms around. This summer I
3: swam in the ocean and swam in a swimming pool, Soap my
0: wounds, cleaned my eyes, I'm a self-destructive fool. What a, just the world is a...
4: Shady Grove and lonesome traveler.
0: Shady Grove, my little love, Shady Grove I know. Shady Grove, my little love, bound for Shady Grove. The lips as red as a blooming rose, eyes of the deepest brown. You are the darling of my heart. the and goes down. Shady Grove, my little love, Shady Grove I know. Shady Grove, my little love, for Shady Grove. Hey, here we go around again, singing a song about Molly Dean, far away I know not where. She's the girl who waits for me. I got a gal in Memphis town, pretty little thing named Sally Brown, travels around on a river boat, shares her room with a billy goat. Bound for Shady Grove. Right on over, to lonesome traveler. Go ahead, I'm a lonesome traveler. Well, I'm a lonely and a lonesome traveler.
2: Well, that was quite, as my guest, Rabbi Jonathan Kligler, just said, an eclectic medley. Welcome to my world, Mia's world, Rabbi Jonathan Kligler. Thank you so much. Ah, this is going to be a wonderful evening. My guest tonight on Mia's world on City World Radio Network is Rabbi Jonathan Kligler uh, of the Woodstock Jewish Congregation, and we'll be chatting for a long time with him, I, I could be talking for hours and asking a lot of questions, which I guess is the Jewish tradition. But first, <laughs> first, this is Mia, and it's Mia's World, and it's City World Radio Network, and it's a Tuesday night. It's a pretty warm night, and it's a beautiful night in New York City. Hope it's beautiful in Woodstock too, Rabbi Jonathan.
3: Oh well, there's these beautiful thunder clouds sort of rolling through. It hasn't um, started raining
2: yet. Um. Beautiful.
3: Breezy
2: evening. Oh, sounds gorgeous upstate in the Hudson Valley. Wish I were there, but you know, New York is pretty amazing too, so can't be everywhere, much as my Sagittarian personal persona wants to do it all, but we can't. So let me just announce what we played um, tonight. As always, my... My theme song is Moonlight in Vermont. I love the moonlight, and actually tomorrow is a full moon, so we're right on schedule. I actually plan my vacations around the full moon, and the full moon upstate where you are must be absolutely stunning. So that was the Stan Getz version of Moonlight in Vermont, my theme song, followed by Loudon Wainwright's great song, the swimming song, and Loudon Wainwright's birthday is today, September 5th. He was born in 1946, so Loudon Wainwright turns 71 today. And we also had that is one of my all time favorite songs, the swimming song, and I had another version also sung by the McGarrigle Sisters, singing the same swimming song written by Loudon. And then we had completely different century, Johann Christian Bach, who's <laughs> one of the sons of Johann Sebastian Bach, and his birthday was in 1725, so I guess he would have been 280 something years old. That was Piano Sonata Number Five, and then followed by. A gorgeous song by Leonard Bernstein, whose birthday was August 25th. He would have been 99, but the original Broadway cast included Carol Lawrence, whose birthday is today. And she's 85 today, hard to believe for some of us who knew her when she was, you know, much younger. That was Carol Lawrence from the Broadway version of West Side Story singing tonight. And then we had... Lead vocalist from Queen, Freddie Mercury, whose birthday is also today, September 5, singing Crazy Little Thing Called Love. And uh, following that was (laughs) Alistair Ian Stewart, whose birthday is also September 5. He's 72 today, singing the famous Year of the Cat. And then from the Zappa family, Dweezil Zappa, who's, I think, 48 today, Uh, his version of Staying Alive, followed by something from... The Jewish tradition—it was Shema Yisrael from the Suffering of the Innocents—and I know Rabbi Jonathan can talk more about that. Um, And finally, we heard another Stewart—not Alistair Stewart, but John Coburn Stewart from the famous Kingston Trio, whose birthday was today. Also, he died at young, too young, 68, and that was that was um, the song (coughs) "Lonesome Traveler," and uh, that was the medley for tonight on Mia's World. And we'll be hearing a lot more of Jonathan Kligler's own music because aside from being a rabbi, a teacher, a mentor, a scholar, formerly a mime and a musician, he's a, an amazing singer, so we're going to hear a lot more of Jonathan Kligler's music once we start the interview. But first, a couple of quick announcements. Um, so a couple of other birthdays today. Loudon Wainwright I mentioned, Johann Christian Bach, Carol Lawrence, John Coburn Stewart, Alistair Ian Stewart, and the film director, Werner Herzog, uh, Freddie Mercury I mentioned, Raquel Welch, 76 today, (laughs) hard to believe. Also, I almost played a segment of Bob Newhart, who used to do some amazing comedy monologues. Bob Newhart is 88 years old today. Uh, the famous Russian-Jewish actor Maris Karnovsky was born on September 5, the film mogul Daryl Zanuck, and the cartoonist Kathy Geisweit. So those are some more September 5th birthdays. Today's funny holidays are Be Late for Something Day, so I wasn't late today, but sometimes we all are, so it was Cheese Pizza Day today, uh, International Day of Charity, which is really crucial, especially now with... Well, there's many, many calamities going on, but certainly in Houston. And it's World Samosa Day, and that is that, you know, if if anybody's familiar with Indian or Pakistani food, it's that sort of fried triangular dumpling filled with onions or peas or potatoes or cheese or beef or any of those above combinations. And actually, I always say, and Rabbi, you can jump in on this, I always say every culture has a dumpling. The Jews have kreplach, the Italians exactly. have ravioli, the Argentinians have empanadas, the Polish have pierogies, the Greeks have taro pitakia, and the Chinese have pork dumplings, but of course, we're partial to the kreplach, right? <laughs> but don't you think that's true? Oh, I've
3: thought about that a lot. Have Everybody you? Everybody figured out how to stuff uh, <laughs> a piece of uh, um, some uh, pasta with... Uh,
0: with meat and food. Exactly. And everybody. It, yes,
2: everybody loves dumplings, right? And it's just a matter of what spices or, you know, what the cultural particulars are. So anyway, it's World Samosa Day if you want to go have a samosa. And now on to the next little segment, which in part is a tradition in Mia's world for the last four or five years I've been doing this every week. We rhyming, we wrap up the news in rhyme. So, here we go. Alas, alack, oh man, sad news for Steely Dan, lead guitarist in heaven at 67, Walter Becker, still your number one fan. U.S. Open is up and running, tennis fanatics are stunning, but there's a big name that's missing in the game, it's not on account of shunning. Nope, Serena's out this whirl, she just had a baby girl. With Reddit exec, she must be a wreck, no serves or cross courts to unfurl. Will Federer once again win? He's got that Cheshire Cat grin. Will Petra survive over Venus and thrive to the Williams sisters' chagrin? Angelina Jolie starts to mingle. She doesn't enjoy being single. Coping is rough, all that personal stuff. The heart can break, tear, or tingle. So should Brad have ever left Jen? This is the dilemma amongst men. Whoever knows where romance goes, perhaps we should start doing Zen. The North Korean threat has not materialized yet the missile crisis and the menace of isis things that make us fret the texas lone star state is fighting back its fate of harvey's wrath one can't do the math of all the flood losses to date the rescuers are inspiring the volunteers perspiring the survivors escaping there's no scotch taping disaster and rains untiring and as if we weren't stressed after Harvey, Irma's next. The gods of the weather have gotten together to make us more perplexed. Leonardo and Kate today, relaxing in Saint-Tropez. Oh la la, what a para on the French Riviera. Now where is my Chardonnay? And that's our weekly wrap-up of the news to add some sparkle to the gloom. <laughs> and I. great. Thank you, Rabbi Jonathan. That means a lot, coming from a wordsmith and a spokesperson and a <laughs> man of many pithy words, <laughs> I guess I should say. Now, let's start from the beginning. Or Well, I have a kreplach story. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Let's hear it.
3: This is about your dumpling theory. When I was uh,
2: growing up in Westchester, okay. uh, there was a Chinese restaurant where
0: I think most of the clients must have been Jewish
3: because... <laughs> Um, uh we got to, in the menu it said, wonton soup, and then in parentheses it said, Chinese krepla.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: well, that, serves, that definitely serves your point. I mean, you remember all the Jewish families in Queens would go out Sunday night, you know, to Chinese restaurants, but it was different, right. right? It was It wasn't Sichuan, it was more Cantonese, and we had the silver platters with the lobster Cantonese. That's right. Remember? Oh, uh, well, I
3: understand that Jews went to Chinese restaurants because they were open.
2: (laughs) They were open? Sunday. Ah. That's how
3: the tradition started.
2: Is that right? You mean... uh, And and uh, the Jews go out for Chinese on Christmas because
3: the Chinese restaurants
2: are open. open. (laughs) That's... That's
3: my understanding of how that custom got started.
2: That is very funny. That is really—it's a great theory and probably very true.
3: Yeah, two immigrant groups that weren't celebrating, uh, you know, Sunday as the holy day. Or exactly. Yeah, that's what I think.
2: Right. Okay, we'll have to <coughs> do some research, but I'll—I'll I'll go with it. <laughs> it, it sounds yeah, perfectly. I, I can't verify that. <laughs> so I read a little bit about your background, and I am <coughs> staggered and like very. It, charmed by the fact that you were a professional dancer and mime and I am so intrigued because I would love to know how you parlayed from mime which is silent to a rabbi which is all about words and and a musician all about singing so how did that happen
3: well I w- I did not practice silent mime I practiced uh, what I think you'd call physical theater and it ah. was it was sort of uh, it, I studied with a teacher named Tony Montanaro, who's
0: oh I out, know him,
3: who ran a company called Celebration Mime Theater, and really what he taught was he taught all the mime techniques, but in service of character and story. So I don't know if you watch Stephen Colbert, yes, ever, and you see all the mime he does, yes, yeah. So I wasn't a silent mime. I was a, I was a physical. <sighs>
2: Physical theater person, I guess you right, call Right, right. Tony Montanaro had a one of his students, Mike Henry, was one of my camp counselors in mime at Stonegate Music and Arts Camp. So, oh wow! Yeah, so we met Tony <laughs> once upon a time. I was reading my journal from when I was a teenager, and he said we slept into the city to see Tony Montanaro perform. My dad brought us to the to some place in Washington Heights, and there he was, lovely, lovely gentleman, lovely. He was, he was a
3: wonderful man. Oh, that's so funny that you know who he is.
2: That's I great. absolutely do. And, in fact, I remember when my father was a court reporter for many, many years, and <laughs> Tony said, court reporter, mime, same thing, you know, silent typing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> but uh, that's that's fascinating. But what drew you to oh, that? So t-
3: the way it worked was um, when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. I was – and. I was passionate about working with kids
0: mm-hmm. and I
3: already had the guitar and was mm-hmm. already leading sing-alongs at the camp I worked at and, and then when I got to college I was pre-med and I was going to uh, be like maybe a pediatrician like my dad or a <coughs> child psychiatrist or mm. and pre-med was not my path I, I really had n- no interest in hard science and mm-hmm. uh, um, as a, my own path and uh, hmm. I was also extremely self-conscious about my body, so I hmm. forced myself to take a dance class. And the teacher was one of these inspiring people who changes your life.
0: This wow! Was, her name
3: was Cheryl Cutler, and this was at Wesleyan University. And
2: hmm.
3: so, I, to to cut to the chase, I became a dance major.
2: Amazing! Amazing!
3: And I was dis- that was my self-discovery. And. Uh, wow. There was a course at Wesleyan mm-hmm. taught by one of the dance faculty called Dance Teaching Workshop where we would go into the local public schools and teach creative movement and dance classes and because my passion was kids I never identified as like a, an artist right. per se. I just this was just a great way to be to work with kids and then I discovered Celebration Mime Theater which I was a much better mime than I was a dancer actually mm-hmm. and did a few months of training, I looked around, and I saw these guys making a living, being artists in the schools, and I was in my early 20s, and um, I did that for a number of years. Meanwhile, I was also uh, a religion, a a sub-major in religion, Mm -hmm. a minor, so, and I grew up going to Jewish day schools and leading services in my synagogue, because I was always so musical, and so I was never... I was just on my journey What I discovered was that I had a both in leading camp activities and then going into schools was that I had a gift Mm -hmm. for getting large groups of people to celebrate together Mm. and my school shows were 50% audience participation Uh and my goal was to just uplift the school I really was using the medium that I was as a as a means to mm-hmm.
1: uplift the audience. And my hero to this day yeah. would
0: be of uh,
3: blessed memory.
0: So yes. the
3: way he would, I would go to a lot of his concerts and the way he would turn, you know, Carnegie Hall into a... Um, celebration. Celebration where right. everyone's singing.
2: Yes. That's my that was passion. Your, oh. That's my passion.
3: And um, in my late 20s, I was wondering what to do next, because I didn't want to be on the road all the time. I didn't really like being a touring artist. I wanted to work with a community, and um, I debated what what path to take, and then it became so clear to me that I loved being being Jewish. I'd never stopped being Jewish, and that I could take all of my group-leading gifts and my musical gifts and my Jewish background and put it all together. My mother, when she heard this, who she you know, she said, first of my mother's a wonderful lady. She's very old now, but wonderful. And she said, well, first of all, I can tell my friends what you do now in less than one paragraph. <laughs> but second of all, this is right for you. Mm-hmm. And she was right. She was right. Isn't
2: uh, that wonderful to have the support of something sort of non-traditional from your parents? I mean, isn't that remarkable? I've been blessed. My
3: parents have been supportive uh, in ways I can't even count
2: Mm. I'm just one of those lucky people well uh, it's amazing that you had that because I mean I suppose you could see it both ways if you wanted to do it you could rebel against your parents if they didn't want you to do it but since they did it's so much better to have the the rebelling part (laughs) and they had just come along for the ride right right well that's (laughs) they were those kind of people I was just really blessed I love that What's, what's your mom's name
3: Debbie uh, Krasnow. My dad passed away when I was in my early 20s, and mm. she remarried Herb Krasnow. And Herb's 95. Wow. And has been an
0: incredible stepfather. Oh. And my mom's uh, a very accomplished woman who
3: just, I'm just, what can I say? I, You know, being a rabbi, I see every manner of family. And yes. I just can't believe I kind
2: of oh. get jacked up with parents. That's amazing. Uh, I feel the same. But let's shout out to Debbie and Herb for for being there for you in so many many multi-layered ways I'm sure hard to even put into words even though you're a great wordsmith so you have been with this Woodstock Jewish Congregation you're I guess you're called a spiritual leader my entire career in the rabbinate yeah Uh, the Kahilat Kahilat Lev Shalem Shalem. is that right?
3: Kahilat Lev Shalem which means the congregation
2: of a full heart which is really the essence of what you're talking about because you seem to have a full heart and you want everybody to celebrate with you with a full heart. And they, in, your, in the um, website, it, it, it explains that you have a gift for touching hearts and opening minds, which sounds remarkable. I know several people who are in your congregation, and they all say the same thing. Um, yes, and I just think it's, I, I think the only, the, the best Passover service I've ever had was when I was allowed to join in on my recorder, it was a reformed service at my college at Cornell, and it was so much more fun than just sort of getting up and sitting down and, and reading along, and, you know, the participation is just crucial to me. And Yeah,
3: it's so sad uh, that everything has become so flat in yes. so many places.
2: Yes, and uh, before we continue talking, I want to play something that's uh, – from the Woodstock Jewish Congregation and from what I believe, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that on December 2nd, 2012, you somehow organized this whole celebration of singing and uh, this is called, I believe, Ali Breeder? Is that how we I pronounce it? Ali Breeder.
3: It's a Yiddish, actually a Yiddish socialist Yiddish song about we're all brothers, we're all
2: sisters. I love it. So, Jade... Maybe start at 20, yeah, yeah we're going to hear that now, and then you can talk about that a little bit. Wonderful. Okay, here we go. And we'll
1: sing in alle wieder. Oi, oi, alle wieder. And we'll sing in the playlist <laughs> leader. Oi, oi, oi. And we'll sing in alle wieder. Wir halten alle einig, Oi, all, oi, all, alle ähnlich. Zier ist einem viel zu wenig. Oi, oi, oi. Und wir seinen in Frelef-Munter. Oi, oi, Frelef-Munter. Singen Lieder, und tanzen und Bin wir doch alle, bin doch alle, wir hasen mit der Kasse. Ja ja ja, wieder 5 Meter Hasen. Ja ja ja, wieder mit der Kasche.
2: Jump in and start <laughs> dancing on the table and singing with you and your congregation. This is Jonathan Kligler, who is the rabbi and spiritual leader of the Woodstock Jewish Congregation, known as Kehilat Lev Shalem, meaning Congregation of a Full Heart. And that was so heartfelt and so joyous. And that was um, that was called Ale Breeder, and that means we're all brothers. What a captivating and contagious song. And you, if you're watching the YouTube version, the video, it's so, it's just, you want to jump off the page there, you know. <laughs> it's just fantastic. And you do have a gift. It's so true for. Oh, thank you. It's just an amazing. But well, you can probably see why Pete Seeger is my hero. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely in that ilk. <laughs> it's yeah. great. And you said you, you got to play or sing with him?
3: Oh, well, the, so, oh my goodness. Yes, so I moved up here in mm, around. uh, I I guess we got we we got up here in um, 1988 was my first year, and I was. uh, And then by 91 we were living up here full time because it was a part time Mm -hmm. job originally. Mm
0: -hmm. Anyway, Pete, you know, lived
3: in Beacon, New
0: York. Yes, I do know that the Hudson
3: Valley was his home. Right, and he was deeply connected to it. So, and he was the kind of person who. If you called
0: him up, he'd answer the phone, <laughs> and he'd say, Pete, can you come play at this benefit? He said, I'll look at my
3: calendar. Sure.
0: Oh where is it? He'd
3: show up. He was an amazing, amazing man. Mm. And so there were various uh, um, benefits and co- and things on the river, and I just got to share the stage with him a bunch of
0: times. Amazing. And
3: he agreed to be on the album I made, the CD I made with Kim and Reggie Harris.
2: Let My People Go? Let
3: My People Go. Yes, I have. African American celebration of freedom. Yes,
2: and, and he was and on. Then
3: he came and played at the synagogue. Huh. Um, and this is a true story. Uh, we were doing a benefit for my friends Kim and Reggie Harris, who during Hurricane Irene had uh, lost their driveway and their this, and they hadn't. And so we were raising money for oh them. God. And Pete shows up hmm. with his banjo, and he says to us. Do you mind if I play a couple of songs?
2: Really? <laughs> Do you <laughs> mind?
3: <laughs> he was amazing. He was oh, amazing. Him, oh my gosh! Oh, at least
2: once a week. Unbelievable! What a great, great story and great legacy. And he, yeah, you're right. He just seemed so approachable and even was unbelievable. Yeah. And then you probably said, "Well, this now I really know I chose the right profession." <laughs> 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 oh, I actually have a little piece of Ilufinu, Where Our Mouths Oceans of Sun. Oh, can I
3: tell you a bit about that Alabrider song before? Oh,
2: absolutely. Start? Please do.
3: So that is a Yiddish song.
2: Oh, yes, yes.
3: That was written by the International Workers' Order or oh. something like that. You know, really? one of the Yiddish Workers' Party, Socialist Working Working Party. Right, right. And it's a secular song. Mm-hmm. But the spirit of it: is, it. We're, we're all one family, we're all... And it... And then the last, each verse compares it, you know, like a bridegroom and a bride, like it is, we're all together. And the last verse is, says, uh, like uh, the Chumash with the Rashi, which means like the Torah and its commentaries were together. Right. Like the Kugel with the Kasha.
2: Yes, I heard that part. I got yeah. the food part, Kugel and Kasha. Yeah.
3: Like the Kugel and the Kasha, oh. we're all together. And so great. one of the things I've been important to me to do is to bring secular uplifting songs like that, Jewish songs and folk songs, into our service. Uh, Because there are plenty of people who have maybe a Yiddish background, not a synagogue background. And I'm always looking for things that are going to make people feel like, oh yes, this is is my music, if you know what I mean.
2: More like they're at home.
3: Yeah, so we always end our Rosh Hashanah service with that song.
2: Ah, oh, so so. Let's talk a little bit about the Rosh Hashanah that's coming up in a few weeks—the uh, okay. the Jewish New Year. Yeah, well, it's actually coming
3: in two weeks because the full moon, right? That's coming up means that two weeks from now it's going to be the new moon, which right. is the New Year, Rosh Hashanah
0: ah. the New
3: Year. So, um, perfect. I watched the moon of this month called Elul with mm-hmm. a mixture of excitement and dread as we approach the giant.
2: Because you just sort of you just you beckon people to come and join right? I mean right And it's a gigantic
3: undertaking and fantastic. we, for, we, we don't have room in our building. so ever since I've been there, right um, uh, the congregation puts up a big tent and uh, people come from all over and we get about a thousand people.
2: Oh my God, is there room?
3: We giant tent.
2: Jeez, that's huge. That's and we don't
3: sell tickets. We just ask for donations because oh, I like that. everyone in Woodstock was allergic to uh, the, that, that aspect of synagogues mm. they've grown up in, and I'm very happy about that.
2: That's wonderful. W- what, what about people who feel Jewish, like myself, culturally, spiritually, but are not necessarily so religious per se, you know? Right. like Like I could say that the, the ocean and the sun are my gods, you know? Right. Like how do you deal with that? in your congregation? Uh, then you look at the,
3: you, first of all, you teach the prayers
2: mm-hmm.
3: as poetry.
2: Hmm. It's
3: very important. You can't, you know, the pr- the, the, the the prayer book isn't a uh, an instruction manual. Uh-huh. And it's not the New York Times and it's <laughs> not a uh, telephone book and it's, you know, <laughs> it's a book of ecstatic poetry.
2: That's a wonderful way to explain and
3: it. And not only is it a wonderful way to describe it, but I think it's also accurate.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because
3: how you talk about the ultimate in anything but poetry, it's not a le- its not a left-brain activity.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um,
3: and worship and mm-hmm. prayer and devotional things are a heart thing.
0: Yes, right? so from the heart. So as soon
3: as I get people off the hook and I say, <laughs> whatever it says God there, just don't worry about it. What do you want to insert in that <laughs> space?
1: That's because great. Because
3: what we're doing here is trying to... And here's a beautiful way of describing it that I learned from some of my teachers, which okay. is that we're not interested in um, in promoting a specific concept of God. We're interested in promoting a relationship with the mm,
0: ultimate, right? A relationship. Right? We,
3: and and the words we use are 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 so unimportant compared to the desire to open into relationship with the uh-huh. the universe, whatever you want to call it. You, right. I'm sure you understand what I'm saying.
2: I do. I I think that's wonderful. Buddhism
3: itself is more about that relationship than it is about a a correct theology. I mean, when you study Jewish history, you see how conceptions of God evolve over time, but we're always in there arguing and wrestling all along the way. But it's not, uh, but, uh, so, anyway, that's what I tell people like you, first off, is, Come celebrate with us. Or I have a bumper sticker in mind that said, Come, we have the questions, not the answers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that because the tradition of, from what I've read, because I'm not a Jewish scholar by any means, the tradition of Bet Midrash, it's the house of study and house Jews of inquiry. Inquiry. Well, people, Jews are always asking questions and seeking and searching and not necessarily answering, but maybe you have the answers. <laughs> but, but I love that. You know, we can ask questions, and right. why not? That's another question. Yeah, why not? Right, <laughs> right. I, I think it's it's just wonderful, and in some ways, it's a little sad that you're not a pediatrician because you would have brought all this heartfelt stuff to the medical world, which <laughs> really needs it. But on the other hand, as Tevya says, uh, you know, it's phenomenal that you're doing what you're well, the doing. The fun part
3: about my sort of lifelong just I just adore kids and have always been connected to them. There was a three-year-old in synagogue on Saturday. And to give you a flavor of how I lead services, this three-year-old uh, interjected in between a couple of the songs in the service. I know a song.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And we said, oh, what is it, Mo? And, you know, there's about 50 people there. We're not a giant group because we're up in the boondocks. But, and, and he says, I know a song, Down by the Bay. Which uh-huh. is a Rafi song <laughs> by the. So I just started playing it, and half the group knew it because they'd raised their own kids. And
2: oh, he was
3: glowing.
2: Oh, and uh, well, that's just uh, as good as being a pediatrician to me. It's just as good, yeah. Yes,
3: but really. What I was cut out for was to be a maybe a camp director. So I'm <laughs> kind of like. Uh, and when people come to my services, they say, "This reminds me of summer camp." I say, "Good,
2: perfect. Summer <laughs> camp was fun." <laughs> <laughs> but you've got you've got you do so many things at this congregation. I mean, you have counseling, you have classes, you have got. I, I read about your Institute of International Women Scribes learn, learning. Oh, that got, was amazing! That yeah. sounded incredible. Making the parchment and the calligraphy and that all that and um, scholarly teaching retreats. I mean, you can go onto the website, which is, I believe, it's wjcshul, S H U L. Is that right? Dot org. Yeah. Okay, And okay. we also
3: have gotten in the last two years, uh, we have a, a, a task force working to on ending uh, the new Jim Crow and mass incarceration, and mm. we're f- we have a task force that's just formed to uh, work with a, a local interfaith coalition on uh, per- the Ulster Immigrant Defense Network, because we're up in Ulster County. So right. we've got that aspect of things going to a certain extent, too.
2: God, it's, you're like a holistic rabbi. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah,
3: Jewish community, you right. know, it's, it's like community. There's, there's not one right way to be a Jew, and when you look at the Jewish people, you can observe that, right? That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just everybody arguing over that our little way is the right way. I have, I have so little interest in that. I, I can't even begin to describe how boring I find this.
2: No one way. If you don't
3: observe that in the world, right? Like. You know, whenever I have a discussion with a fundamentalist anybody, Uh and I say, you know, but I'm confused, because look at the world. God, and I talk in God language with them, you know, the Creator must love variety. Yeah. Or or why would God have created 10,000 languages and a million species? I don't understand why you think there's only one way to go, if God loves variety. And I just sort of leave it at that.
2: That's good. You plant your your seed and... (laughs) <laughs> Let them right. deal with it, right? But, but that's a great point, though. I mean, yeah, there are... Th- so absurd. All you yeah. have to do is
3: look around.
2: Right, right. And
3: if there is a creator, this creator loves diversity.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yes. It's f- it's a fabulous approach, and uh, it, it would make me want to come, for sure.
3: Oh, uh, you'd really enjoy it. You should come sometime. It's, 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 that's what we do.
2: I love yes, it's it's a wonderful thing, and you've got um, CDs if if people want to hear more of your music on Holy Ground, the music of the High Holidays. You've got songs of love, hope, and courage, and we could play a little piece of uh, the Let My People Go if you'd like a Jewish and African American celebration of freedom. That's the, what you were talking about. Yeah, I'd love for you to play something. Yeah, pl- play uh, a little bit of number twelve, Jade. Thanks to Jade Zabrich, my wonderful engineer, who's also a singer songwriter. It's called. Ilu Finu? Uh, Were our mouths oceans of song?
1: Yes, this comes from the prayer book, yeah.
2: Okay, here we are.
1: Malay Shira Kayan, which means, if we had song to fill our mouths as full as the sea, And the rest of that paragraph goes, And if our lips were full of praise as the spacious sky, And our tongues alive with exultation like the water's waves, And our eyes lit up like the sun and the moon, And our hands spread out like eagles' wings, And our feet swift as the gazelle, Still we couldn't thank you enough.
2: So that was Elu Finu and Rabbi Jonathan Kligler from the Woodstock Jewish Congregation, Kehilat Lev Shalem, has been an incredible, inspiring guest tonight. That was, Were Our Mouths Oceans of Song, Rabbi? Yes,
3: that's one of the most inspiring pieces of poetry in the traditional prayer book. It probably comes from about the, I don't know,
2: the fourth century or something like wow, that. Wow, it does have a very sort of old yeah, feeling. The melody is new. Yeah. Uh, but the, the words, words, these
3: beautiful words, were my mouth, oceans of song. We still couldn't thank you
2: enough mm-hmm.
3: for the gifts that you've given us.
2: Yes. And yes. As no. I get older,
3: gratitude
2: yes. is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. no, You're right. That's another great bumper sticker. <laughs> no, it's true from your. From your I can
3: if I can get in everybody into a space of gratitude mm-hmm. where you realize oh my god this next breath I couldn't possibly earn it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: and then it's like oh right I'm such a complainer let's just enjoy <laughs> being alive and give thanks for a little while and everybody gets happy
2: yeah stop kvetching and uh, <laughs> start appreciating right
3: <laughs> that's really it works for a little while and then the kvetching starts exactly again.
2: exactly and, and I what I a
3: spiritual practice is <laughs>
2: <laughs> and prayer
3: as gratitude is a spiritual practice. You know, that's what we do together.
2: Mm, I think it's so wonderful that you have that community approach. You know, and it's it's so like you said, you hated the flat approach, and it sounds so vibrant and so three dimensional, or maybe more than three dimensions. And uh, it's really beautiful. Um, Thank you to hear all these ideas, and I just love how you encourage the music, the participation, the questioning. It's a very beautiful thing. Um, I just wanted to know. Uh, I just wanted to mention, by the way, that your that your partner is a visual artist. Yes, Ellen's uh, Ellen visual Dehota, artist and you've got two beautiful daughters, and you've got. I a f- have two
3: wonderful daughters. Thank God.
2: Ah, uh, another another gratitude thing, right? Oh my goodness! And isn't it? They survived
3: adolescence that is not a small thing these days.
2: I think you survived. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all
3: survived. <laughs>
0: so
3: they could <laughs> get past that and start start living beyond that agony of whatever that is that they go through.
2: Do they have do they come to the congregation?
3: Oh, sure, but they don't come too much these days. They're sort of launched into early adulthood and sure.
2: uh, you know, that's good. That is good. The independence is yes. part of the whole thing, the whole yeah, yeah. Um, well, I just think this has been such fun to hear you talk about the congregation and and the mime and the improv. And what's most in, impressive to me is just like you said that that one teacher or that one class that might have yes. changed your whole you life. One? A teacher like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had one, and it, it's an it's almost a miracle because you know it sort of puts you on that right curve of the path, right?
3: That's right. So in the. Um, uh, in the prayer book, in the regular service, mm-hmm. there's a prayer called Havaraba, which is a standard, it's, it's been in the liturgy for 2,000 years, and it says, um, uh, in your abounding love, you teach us. And I, I love that line, because that's what great teachers are doing. They're sharing their love mm-hmm. through um, their, their particular subject or medium. And their passion. And, and when they're doing that, then it doesn't matter what subject you're studying, it will transform
2: you. Absolutely. And you are a transformer for sure. And, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Rabbi Jonathan Kligler, for being my guest tonight on Mia's World. And we're going to go close the show with something that is the essence of, I believe, your work, which is uh, I Am Alive. Oh, yes. And that's another beautiful, I don't know what the, what the translation is, but...
3: Um. Hebrew teaching of a Hasidic rabbi. Uh Um, It was set to music by Rabbi David Zeller, who's passed away now. Uh And we always begin our services this way, just to remind ourselves, uh, you know, so that the goal of a good ritual is to get us out of our ordinary consciousness. And that's what we try to do. So this this song just reminds us that we're alive.
2: So we played something to close the service, and here's the something that opens the service, I Am Alive. And thank you again, Rabbi Jonathan Kligler. Thank you for
3: finding
0: me and inviting
2: me. Absolutely. I hope to meet you one day. But here's Rabbi Jonathan Kligler and the congregation doing what they do best singing. (laughs) 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 I am alive. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah.
4: Alright, well it's just you. the punches I hope. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS.
2: Hi, I'm Janice Ian. Do you remember how excited you were at the start of summer every year and how the summer just started to drag on after a few months and you couldn't wait to get back to school, see your old friends, make new friends, get new books and a new locker and a clean slate? Well, you should have been excited about music class, too, because that was a special room where you went to sing, perform with your friends, and learn all kinds of interesting stuff about great composers, instruments, different kinds of music and songs. We remember our music teachers because they were so passionate about helping us learn to love music. They helped to spark a love for listening to notes and voices and rhythms that continues to enrich our lives even today. I bet your kids feel the same way about music class. Ask them, and make sure they get involved with music in school and in their lives. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, and the National Anthem Project, the campaign to restore America's voice through music education. Music, part of a sound education.
4: the number one jazz cabaret club by new york magazine the metropolitan room is one of the most critically acclaimed venues in new york city and is known as the home for big name talents and rising stars known as a celebrity hangout the metropolitan room is a high-end cabaret and jazz club and brings the best in live music to new york city every night of the week fabulous award-winning Broadway, TV, film, and radio performers take the stage in an intimate 115-seat elegant venue. Aside from the great, highly professional artistic shows and audience, Metropolitan Room provides an exceptional appetizer and dessert menu as well as exotic and specialty drinks prepared by top New York City bartenders. The Metropolitan Room is located at 34 West 22nd Street, Conveniently located near public transportation. For information or reservations, call area code 212 206 0440. Once again, the area code is 212 206 0440. Or go to their website at www.metropolitanroom.com.
0: Need affordable
2: rehearsal space? Ready to record that hit? Want to learn new skills or repair an instrument? Host a listening party or just jam? Well, the Funkadelic Studio.
0: You're listening to the City World Radio Network. High Definition Digital Radio Broadcast.